Boomtron. 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 Boomtron, but you're never gonna move on. Netflix OGs get your groove on. We talk about it all, we could be wrong. Kill the better views like a Demogorgon. Boomtron, but you're never gonna move on. Just a few guys talking about the originals. Yo, pick your favorite show, we can put it on. We know it also, nothing's atypical. And welcome to the Boomtron Podcast. This is episode 52. Hello, Amy. Hello, Mark. What's hey. up? Hello, Diego. Hello, Diego. <laughs> hello. Hello. So, uh, uh, a lot of, lot of binge watching on these uh, streaming networks this past couple days or what? I mean, I've been binging uh, the show that we're going to talk about today. I've been definitely watching Outer Range. My husband and I have been watching like true crime, like maniacs and like we've been watching evil genius and then we watched uh i don't know the many faces of billy tillerson i don't know if that's what it was called and then last <laughs> night we wound up watching uh, it it was absolutely bananas we wound up watching um don't f with cats on the internet or something about the it's only three episodes and it's about this guy who is that the one where they the lady fo- forms like an online detective community and yes yes yes, yes. we saw that we saw it's, that i think last year yeah it's been I out for a while i think i talked about it, it in one of our amazing. episodes did you it, i i might have we don't listen not, to you diego we don't listen uh, to clearly. you <laughs> clearly clearly i could not believe like we were watching it and i was like this is bananas these aren't like detectives or fbi agents these are just people who are going to work and coming home and getting together on facebook and like literally going to like google earth and going down (laughs) the streets to identify the location of where this guy was in a picture and like then we kept like we were doubting ourselves we're like it's a setup it's a setup and then is it not a setup what's going like that we watched that show last night and i was like i have to go to sleep but we have to watch the next episode like i had to know what happened so if you have not seen that yet and you kind of it's i mean it's true crime but it's kind of not even true crime it's just like this fascinating story um but i watched that i watched i gotta um, say Heart- about go about, ahead sorry to cut you off but just yeah. um in the, the don't f with cats um the content of that like you said is so surreal but i think that the way they did that particular show was also it's just so well done with with Right. cliffhangers and whodunit suspense uh, that it was really an amazing show to watch and you do not have to like true crime shows to watch this no. show and have no, your you mind don't, don't. blown but absolutely anyway. blown anyway go on i'm sorry no no that's it and then i was um i've also i also watched um heartstoppers which was just a lovely lovely story and then, you know, because the weather's getting warmer and we all know I can't get enough of like farming and ranching, I've been re-watching Heartland so that I can get myself to the latest season that was just released. So, um, so yeah, I've been watching those kind of things. I, I have Selling Sunset on my list. I need to be watching that. I haven't, I haven't gotten to it yet, despite the fact that everybody around me has now watched it and is telling me that I absolutely have to see it. But I'll get there. I'll get there. Mark, All what right. about you? Anything? Uh, well, on the true crime tip, we've been watching, uh, we watched the John Wayne Gacy tapes. Oh, how which, was that? It was good. Um, it, it, it kind of starts with, it, it doesn't, there's not a lot of buildup to the murders themselves. It almost starts with 
him already in captivity and doing these interviews from captivity uh, okay. and then kind of goes back into flashbacks. I I wish they'd told it with more of a buildup of him sneaking around and, and committing these murders. And I mean, right. he, I, I don't know how much you know about John Wayne Gacy, but it was blowing my mind. He uh, murdered upwards of, I, I think, close to 50 people, like 40 huh. people, and 27 or 28 of them are buried in the crawl space beneath his house, Ugh. which is like this little unassuming, you know, two-bedroom house in the middle of suburbia. Like, And as the police... And back in the day, this was, you know, before um, uh, concerns about contaminating evidence and all kinds of, uh, you know, protective gear. The police are out there like in their T-shirts and blue jeans digging and standing on dead bodies and digging out more. So that was kind of freaky. Right. Um, But then there's another really good show. I think it's on Hulu, though. It's called uh, Captive Audience. And it's the story about the kidnapped boy, Stephen Stainer. Who... Oh, Rob watched that. I yeah. slept through it, but Rob watched it, and I saw a little bit of it. That was fascinating. Yeah, it really is. I mean, the, the, his story by itself is amazing. This boy was kidnapped at seven, uh, escaped seven years later simply because he was rescuing another child that his abductor had kidnapped, and he didn't want this child to live the same life he'd had. And then they made a mini series about him, and it was like one of the biggest TV shows of all time back then. I remember that from when we were kids. I yeah, know my name is Steven. I know Steven. my name is Steven. Exactly. And, yeah, yeah. And, and then just as you kind of feel like Steven Stainer's story is drawing to a close in this documentary, there's this whole other thing that I won't spoil it. There's this whole other thing that happens with his brother, Carrie Stainer, who they feel like was struggling with mental illness, but was... Uh, overwhelmed with jealousy at this at the attention his brother's return got and what he did down the road and that's the whole third episode is called carrie's story and it is insane um and then uh that and we've been you know getting our nerd on and watching the uh, picard series and then they just dropped a new episode the other day and of course rob and i love that stuff so i need to get to that i that's on my list and i just i just haven't watched it yet so what about you Dave? you watch really yeah, really, the only thing we've been really focused on is The Last Kingdom. I know that's been talked about. Uh, I think There's we've nothing talked... new, right? Is there a new season? I think season <gasps> five came out recently, I think. Really? Oh, well, what, I love I The Last feel like, Kingdom. And that, I feel like that's why I got into it, because my buddy at work was talking about it, and he said, it's very good, you should watch it, and we've watched the first season, we're halfway through season two, and it's pretty good. It's pretty, huh. it's pretty good. That's so interesting, because you know, I feel like last year I told you to watch it. I was like, hey, you should watch this. And then, you know, apparently you didn't. So I, it's nice to know whose opinions you listen to and <laughs> oh. whose opinions you don't. So good good note, good good information for me to welcome, have. Welcome to Boomtron, where nobody listens to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you didn't hype it up as much as you should have. I mean, I feel like I actually spent like a good portion of a whole episode talking about it. Oh, this it, was whatever. probably one of those times when you were rambling on about like the fifth show that you've been watching in the series. And I'm like, no one watches that much TV. You're a liar. Mm, except for me. But anyway, anyway, <laughs> perhaps we should talk about Outer Range, which was another show that I told you guys that you should be watching. Before we get into it, was I right? Is this something you needed to watch? I don't know yet. I'll be oh, honest. Six episodes in and you don't know yet. Six. I need to see. Right now, uh, the six episodes... I almost gave up after episode five because to me, episode five was very boring. Yeah, me and, too. And like nothing happened. But episode six kind of picked that up. And the ending of episode six, I'm like, oh, man, that's crazy. Right. 
Uh, it it has its interesting parts, and I get, and we'll talk about it while we go like kind of not episode by episode, but we go through what's happening on the show. Okay. Uh, but it's just there's a lot of slow parts or a lot of parts where I'm like I don't care. Okay. Yeah, I feel that way too. Like the parts that I enjoy, I really enjoy. But then there's other parts, and I'm like, mm, and my biggest fear, my fear. Is that it's gonna end like on a real big BS cliffhanger? Because uh, it's only eight episodes, right? Right. So, and I fear that it's gonna end on one on like a cliffhanger, and I'm gonna be like, there was no payoff, oh, like for for yeah. the end of season one, and that's gonna be- make me real like, I don't care that much when season like I'm not I won't be excited for a season two. Okay, I'll, I'll tell you, I'm I'm digging the show. I really like the actors. Um, I'm I'm such a fan of Lily Taylor, and I haven't seen her oh. in a long time. Uh, so I was good to see her in, I was glad to see her in the show and then even happier as her, uh, her role was sort of beefed up in the last few episodes. Um, for me, similar to something that Diego was saying, I, I, you know, I've been burned in the past by shows that start off with this kind of crazy, intriguing, supernatural component and then just jump a shark and never come home. And right. Like, jump well, a what? <laughs> you know, jump, jump the a shark. Sh- jump a shark. You know that saying, right? Jump, jump the shark. Sh- jump the shark. Sh- when a show jumps the shark. Oh, it's for Happy Days. I know we're old, Diego, but we're I not know, that much I... older. Jump hey, seriously, you don't know that? With all the jump. shows that you watch, you don't know the phrase, jump the shark? Like, the I... show jumps the shark when it does something. Like, in the 80s, like, usually if Ten McGinley came and was, like, a guest star <laughs> on your show, that jumped the shark. Like, after that, after this thing happens, well, and... the rest of the show is kind of unwatchable. Okay, sorry for the tangent, but this is required, like, that sounds culture like... terminology. So, yeah. here's the thing. It was from Happy Days, and there was right. an episode where the Fonz, literally with his leather jacket on and a bathing suit, gets yep. behind a water boat. And as a stunt, he jumps over a in a lake over like a, with a shark in the middle of it, or and it was yeah. supposed to be such a big deal, and it was so critically and and just pop culturally panned by everybody that the term "jumping the shark" became synonymous with. And happy days never kind it. Yeah, they never, never really back. recovered. Yeah, yeah man, so I feel bad. I feel bad for you guys. Like TV back in the day must have been really bad. We, we suffered. So- <laughs> We walked so you could run. Exactly. <laughs> I feel exactly. I feel like there was a lot of this jumping of the shark in the eighties. Well, oh, it, there sure was. And it goes on, but uh, so anyway, there's your lesson in pop culture. But but <laughs> thanks, back, oldies. Back to my point, Whippersnapper. <laughs> um, at like shows like Lost or like Twin Peaks, which started oh, off yeah. so mm-hmm. powerfully critical acclaim and great, like these well-written mysteries suddenly just start introducing the most random elements that make no sense and don't seem to care that they make no sense. And so I'm liking this show and I just want it, you know, a bear came up and talked to autumn in episode six and I'm going, okay, (laughs) so crap, here we go. Um, But I I want, I I want these pieces to tie together because I like like the story. It has potential for a really nice payoff. Yes. And I don't mind like a, a, a cliffhanger to end season one. But, like, there needs to be a payoff before that cliffhanger. Agreed. Right, right. So, I agree so with that. Let's, let's get into it. I mean, All Amy, right. you kind of nailed it that it is Yellowstone, sci-fi Yellowstone. Yeah, it definitely is. It definitely it, is. It's I mean, like, it's got the, it has the all those elements. Ranch. Fighting yeah. for land. Yeah. You have a Native American aspect to it. You yep. have uh, different families fighting each other, fighting, violence, this, that, but. So it's very Yellowstone-esque. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so 
it's episode one. It starts out right off the bat. It's starting out a little strangely, right? You have Josh Brolin, who is Royal Abbott. He's the head of the Abbott clan. And he is, there's this voiceover where he's talking about Kronos and Greek mythology and like, you know, Kronos had his scythe and he split open the bear. I don't even know what he was saying, but all kinds of stuff. As, as Josh Brolin is heaving this body towards this big apparent hole in the ground and then he tosses the body in the ground. And that's kind of how it starts out. And you're like, what is happening? And then it goes back three days, right? And so it's Lily Taylor, uh, Cecilia Abbott, who is Josh Brolin's wife, waking up in bed and she's like, I had a dream about Rebecca. And again, I, I appreciate when they jump in and I understand that there can't be like, you know, 15 minutes of total backstory. But she's like, I had a dream about Rebecca. And I'm like, who's Rebecca? Why are we dreaming about her? Where is she? Like that, I, I kind of was thrown off by that. But he, you know, they, they get up, they have breakfast, whatever. And Royal goes out. And throughout the day, he keeps like hearing this sound. But you can see that he's more than just hearing a sound. Like he's sensing something all day. And he's looking around and he can't quite figure it out. And he's out on the ranch and this hippie blonde girl named Autumn Rivers comes up to him and they have a conversation and she says she's a poet can she camp on his ranch but she's kind of weird and awkward and he's kind of weird and awkward with her and but he says okay after she like shows him that she's got some money and then he and his two sons he has two sons Rhett and Perry they're out looking for some missing cattle they've they've lost some cattle and it's a really big deal because none of their fences are broken. So they can't figure out where these cattle have gone. And they bump into their neighbor's sons, the Tillerson boys. And they kind of have this confrontation where the Tillerson boys are like, hey, you know, the county has said, we, we found these old maps. And it turns out that your fences are 30 feet onto our land. So you've got to move your fences or we're going to take your land or take you to court, whatever. So now we've set up that there's this conflict with the neighbors. And then as they kind of split up and Royal is out in his west pasture. And while he's out there, he just stumbles upon this large hole. But it's more like a void is the, the word that I can think of. And like at the top of it or throughout it, I can't tell if it's a barrier or if it's filled with it. There's just like this swirling like blackness um, that kind of looks like moving space really and he sees this pit and he's like what is this and he like lays down and he puts his hand in it and when he puts his hand in the pit all of a sudden he has this vision of himself in his house walking in the door it had and... a very donnie darko aspect to it there in that yes point. Yeah, yeah it really did right yeah, and so and, then go ahead i was just gonna say that part right there is what kind of I was I was kind of happy because I think we've talked about how much we like time traveling yes. kind of situation. And at the moment, we didn't know what time traveling. He just saw himself in his house, his wife saying something. And when he pulls his hands out, he goes to his house and what he saw in this vision actually happened. So that's kind of where we get the time travel situation. Right, right. And I'm in it. I'm in it. I like time travel. I like the whole aspect now. And that's right, why and, I, and that's why I feel like there's going to be a really sweet payoff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not gonna be upset. <laughs> right, and 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 at the moment, like when he's doing that, I was like, "Is this a memory? 
Like, what, what is this? Because he walks in and his wife is there and she's like, say hi to Joy. And he's like, hey, Joy. And then he looks in the kitchen and then it like kind of disappears. And I wasn't quite sure what was happening, but then he does. He gets up and he goes to the house and he walks in and his wife's standing there. She's like, say hi to Joy. And I'm like, wait, what? And this is where we find out what's going on with this Rebecca. Rebecca is apparently his daughter-in-law who's been missing for like nine months. And the sheriff is like, yeah, we're going to... We're going to call off the search for Rebecca. So we don't really know much about that. And then Royal winds up going back to the pit and he throws some soil inside. And then he hears this noise and he turns around and there's a bison. And the bison has two arrows sticking out of it. Um, which, again, that was my first point where I was like, okay, so it's not necessarily just that he can see the future. But if there's a bison here all of a sudden and it's got two old looking arrows... Maybe this is a time travel pit. So, like, this was my first feeling where I was like, okay, maybe this is about time travel. Did the bison come through the pit? Like, how do you travel through the pit? Is there an other side to the pit? Like, you know, what is this? How does this work? And there's definitely some kind of connection between the animals we see. And like you said, Mark, Autumn talks to the bear. But you see the bison. Then in um, the, t- the Tillersons? Is that who's yeah. next door? Yeah, yeah. The Tillersons' dad. Who who was in Yellowstone? What's his name? Um, um, Wayne. Yeah. Wayne. But what's Wayne his actor? What, what's the actor's name? He was wasn't he in Yellowstone? He was Jamie's dad. Yes. yes. Yeah. Was he, uh, was he the sheriff? He was no. in Yellowstone though. Yeah. He was in Yellowstone. He was Jamie's. He's oh, Jamie's no, yeah, dad. Yeah. I'm he's sorry. uh Will. His name is Will Patton. Yes. Yeah. And he has all the animals in his house, and he has a bison head in his house that he hunted. So. That he continues to look at and talk to and... So I don't know if that's the same uh, bison. Maybe it is. Mm. That's a good point. That's a really good point. So so anyway, this, this bison shows up, whatever. So that night, his sons, Rhett and Perry, go to a bar. And they get in a... Perry gets in a fight with Trevor Tillerson and kills him. And he brings... He, he, they, they call their father and Royal comes and they put the body in the back of a truck and they drive back to the farm and he's just like, you two go inside and you wash up. I'll take care of this. I'll take care of this. And then he drives the body out to the pit and he tosses the body in the pit. And when he turns around, Autumn is standing there looking at him. Autumn saw him throw somebody in the pit and then Autumn pushes him in the pit. And that's kind of how that episode ends. And so... It was, I thought as a first episode, it was good in that it kind of set up, okay, there's some weird stuff going on. It confirmed, I thought it kind of confirmed for us that there's some kind of time travel thing going on. It made me automatically not trust Autumn. And I started to feel like maybe Autumn is, you know, from either the future or she's from the past or something. Like Autumn has shown up on this land and I feel like maybe she's come through the pit. Um, and it's also thing on that. I think I think she's Amy, but we can talk about that later. Oh, me too, me too. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. I said the same thing. Um, and then and then there's you know then there's now we've also got we already had the conflict with the neighbors. Now that conflict's obviously going to be um, even larger because you know the Abbots have killed have killed their son. So that's kind of the end of episode one, which well, I thought. Go ahead. What I like too is that you're setting up this. Uh, I mean, and I don't know if it's going to play out this way. For, you know, in seven and eight. But you're kind of setting up these two camps. There's there's Royal versus Autumn, where Royal is this, you know, man of the earth, grounded, very, you know, black and white thinking. He literally walks over to like this 
time travel septic tank and puts his hand in it and then walks away and is not freaking out and bringing his whole family there and trying to you know and and, and trying to figure out what it's all about. So he has seen a miracle and dismisses it. And then you have Autumn, who's a poet and who you know we can already tell has some kind of cognitive issues because she's taking her uh, lamotrigine. Yes, um, yeah. And she's a believer, and she hasn't seen anything yet, or at least we're not sure if she has, because she's been drawing things in her journal and then later sees the things that she's been drawing. So right. either she's a time traveler or she has some kind of visions that she wants to believe in. So it's like the sort of faith versus, I mean, whatever, the denial conflict yeah. between the two of them. And, and obviously that ramps up over the next several episodes. Right, and I thought it was interesting that... that- Royal was so hell-bent on, I don't want my family to know about this pit. Because that would be the first thing I would do, is I would run back and I'd be like, you guys have to see this. Like, And maybe I wouldn't tell the Tillersons about it or call the media, but I would definitely get my family in on it. And I, I think get, it's really... I'd get a lottery punch ticket and just hold it down in there for a minute. <laughs> yeah, right. And pull it out. Anyway. Right. But like, I, I, I just... and And part of me... And again... They they kind of set up this in the first episode in the conversation that Royal has with with Autumn. He talks about the fact that he doesn't remember his childhood, and so now you have this weird pit that seems to be time travel, and he doesn't want to tell anybody about it. So I I also like that they immediately start planting those seeds in your head. Like, did Royal come through the pit? Like, what what is this? You know. Mm-hmm. So so episode one ends with him being thrown in the pit. Episode two starts with him waking up in a field. And been there. (laughs) And I thought it was so interesting because, you know, I was thinking in my head, like, okay, he's waking up in a field. Where is he? When is he? Mm -hmm. And I thought for sure he'd be somewhere else or in a different time. But no, he's just in his field. And, you know, like it it wasn't that big of a deal. well, and and so I'm I, grateful that in terms of the writing and the pacing of the show, I was like, oh, God, are we? he's just going to walk around like nothing happened and we're not going to know what happened in the pit. I'm grateful they gave that to us in the same episode where he was. Yes, up. yes, absolutely, absolutely. Because then, right, later they give us a flashback and he, it turns out that he, like, he went through the pit and he's in his field but the field has been taken over by like soldiers in the army and this BY9 like oil company. And Cecilia, his wife, comes over to him and she's like, Royal, you <laughs> disappeared. <laughs> she's like, she's so suspect. You disappeared or you've been gone or you died three years ago or something like that. And he's like, what? And then they all start chasing him. And then he gets shot in the foot and then... That's interesting because at the beginning of the episode, when he wakes up, he's got this wound in his foot. And I think that's interesting, too, because it's not just giving you a vision of a different time, but you are actively participating in a different time because he brings that wound back with him. Um, And I thought that was interesting. So then they kind of shift focus away from Royal and they go to Wayne Tillerson. Again, this, you know, the guy who's got... He's, he's in bed with oxygen all the time, and he talks to these dead animals on his wall. But it, they kind of flash us back to the day before, too, and Wayne can also hear and feel kind of that presence. And so now I'm like, all right, so there's some connection here between Wayne and Royal, and, and that kind I, I kind of didn't 
care too much about the Tillersons. And I didn't really care so much about the whole, like, Trevor's been murdered kind of deal. Like, that is a storyline that's not super interesting to me. And, like, I kind of want to fast forward through. But the fact that Wayne was kind of feeling something or hearing something too, and that that made me know that there was some connection, I kind of liked that. Um, well, later in the show, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah do, a big payoff. We're talking about when Wayne has the flashback mm-hmm. when he's a kid and then like something grabs him. Like a, it looked like a zombie. It's well, like a boy. I, I, I see it to be a boy yeah. crawling out of that hole. It's well, royal. it's royal. It's got to be royal, you know? And I, so now I'm, I'm totally into like finding out more about that. And I hope that we definitely do like that royal suddenly has a flashback of crawling out of that hole or something. I don't know. Um, but in this episode, Amy, who is Royal's granddaughter, the daughter of Rebecca and Rhett, um, is... Perry, Perry. Perry, sorry, Rebecca and Perry, is just hiking around the, the farm, and she runs into Autumn, and they have this conversation about this symbol, and, you know, Autumn's like, see that symbol up there on the rock? And it's the symbol that she's been drawing in her journals and everything, and she's like, yeah, that's the Abbott family brand. So, like, that's kind of connecting. Autumn's like, I knew I had to be here. I had to be here. And then we flashed it. And this is the only thing. I feel like there's a lot of flashing between people and scenes. Like there's, I don't know, for some reason I just felt like it was very, almost choppy. Like you feel like the scene is going to have a little more, but nope, now we're in the barn with Royal. And yeah. Royal, go ahead. Well, I, I think that they, and that drives me nuts too. And I think that shows do that because if you linger too long in that scene, the inevitable why don't you tell her this kind of moment comes yeah. up for us as the viewers. So they have to yank us back out of there before we start asking very logical questions about why aren't you solving this stupid mystery? You know, That's a good point. That's a very good point. Um, but so they do yank us out of that scene and they get us to Royal going to the barn. And earlier, I think in the last episode, he had gone to like this old kind of apothecary's you know, cabinet and it kind of was going to open this secret drawer in the back and doesn't. And now he does and he pulls out this old picture which to me, it, they're clearly his parents, but to me, that picture's way older than his parents would be. And and maybe I need to go back and look at it again, but like those people, that picture looked like it was taken of people well before, given the age he is, that his parents would have been. And so I thought that was really interesting. And then he has that flashback to when he was, was pushed into the pit. Um, and that kind of kind of wraps up the episode. But again, now there, I I liked the fact that they feed us a little bit more of Royal um, and his backstory every episode. But what's interesting is, as they keep feeding us these little pieces, Royal just keeps getting a little loonier every time. Like by the time you're in season episode six, like he's just like going around yelling at people and doing crazy things and just really kind of has lost his grip on, you know, how you're supposed to behave. He's always been like this quiet man of few words, go out and get your job done. And now he's threatening people by the end and he's, you know, doing all kinds of stuff. So I think that's interesting that the more we learn about him or the more he learns about himself, maybe, the more he kind of loses his grasp on reality. But so anyway, um, in episode three, he finds out that Sheriff Joy has Trevor's belt buckle, right? Which has got blood on it, and it's not all Trevor's blood. And I think this is interesting because Rhett gets taken to jail, 
and Royal goes to bail him out of jail. And while he's there, he steals the belt buckle, um, <laughs> which again, like, just feels out of character for him. But like I said, he's starting to lose it a little bit. And I, I think that was really interesting. Um, and then I think it's interesting that in, in talking to Rhett, he admits that he's lied his whole life about his family. You know, because he was like, you know, he had told them one story, but it turns out that when his father died, he actually left his mother and sister um, and showed up on the Abbott farm and then got adopted by the Abbots and then, of course, marries Cecilia Abbott. And I thought that was interesting, too. And again, the next thing Royal does is he goes to Autumn and he's like, you got to promise not to tell my family about the pit. you got to promise not to take my fam- tell my family about this pit. And, and so then, and this is when I felt like it was such a small moment. But it was so good and it was something that really kind of cemented me wanting to continue to watch. But he and Royal and Autumn shake hands. And as soon as their hands touch, he's looking over her shoulder and the mountain behind her disappears. And it's not just something that he sees because they flash to Sheriff Joy who's driving in her car and she sees the mountain disappear. And then later on in the next episode, she says like... You know, weird things happen here. She's like, you know, I've had a whole bunch of people call in and say that they saw that mountain disappear. And so I thought that was really cool because, like, then I'm like, is it because these alternate timelines are interacting and touching? Like, what, who's from where and from what? And, like, I I don't know. I thought that was a really cool thing that happened. It just, I don't know. It kind of made me really hook in. Um but unfortunately, then Amy stumbles across Trevor's body up in the woods, which, as we know, is not where it was put because Royal threw it in the pit. So now it's shown up in the woods. Um, and, of course, you know they're going to section that off as a crime scene. And Royal calls the police right away to let them know that the body's shown up, etc. And then we find out at the same time that Autumn is taking, like, this medication for, like, seizer, seizures. Um, and bipolar. And bipolar, right, it, it, yeah. it helps people who have seizures and who are also bipolar. And so now now you have all these other questions about Autumn, right? Which, so, go ahead. Again, I, I like the choice of this drug because its primary two applications are epilepsy and bipolar. And mm-hmm. so do you have someone who maybe through her time travels is suffering kind of like a, a, a temporal epilepsy and that's why she needs this medication? Or is she bipolar and needs that because she becomes less stabilized as she's off the medication you know we see her later yeah. on self-harming and, and all kinds of stuff like that but um i i, I love i think I, I didn't mention it when we were talking about episode two but I, whenever it was that uh that royal was was grilling her after he had come out of the hole and he was asking her you know what does yellow mean to you what does it mean to you and she kind of stumbled and said power mm-hmm. and then at that moment, I was like, maybe he's the reason this, this future Autumn is wearing yellow is because he's created this link for her that yellow means power, so she's going to clothe herself in yellow in the future. She says yellow later on when this bear is, is attacking her, like as a cry for power or for, you know, it's a, a cry for strength, I think. But um, you sort of see the way that these time loops are kind of impacting on one another and and then them touching hands and creating like you said what i think would be this alternate timeline where there's a mountain here and not there um it's like they're on the sort of temporal hell mouth of sorts and all these timelines are converging and then also uh cecilia seeing rebecca in town 
Yes. Oh, I forgot about that. Yes, you're right. So at that moment, was there was there like a little bit of an intersection between her timeline and a timeline where Rebecca never left? Right. And so it's it's very strange, and it's uh, again, it's it, I like that they had multiple people witness the same shift in time with the mountain because now you know at least it's not these individual people going crazy yeah but you know it's interesting because you said what you just said was you said you know this other timeline where rebecca hasn't left i'm not sure and that that's the piece and again with with time travel things and anything involving time you can literally go bananas just trying to Mm -hmm. make sense of it all but like is it that there's an alternate timeline or in that moment, more are we seeing... multiverse. Yeah, just in <laughs> <Right>. time. <laughs> but like, are we seeing the future? Like, is Rebecca back? Like, I didn't see it as like an alternate timeline where she never left. I thought we were either seeing the future where she's back or we were seeing the past where she was still there. It never dawned on me that maybe there was another timeline, which I don't know how that didn't dawn on me with all the multiverse stuff that you just, you know, mentioned, but... I don't know. I, you're right. That was really interesting. I had forgotten that that happened in that same moment. So that was good. That's good writing. Um, so so then we have episode four, right? And Rhett tells the sheriff, you know, Perry couldn't have done this. He was with a girl. And I thought this was really interesting. Sheriff Joy immediately calls the deputy who's following Perry. And she's like, you need to ask Perry where he was after the bar right now. And don't let him answer his phone. And so, you know, Perry's waiting outside the bank. He wants to talk to Maria, who's this girl that he really liked in high school. And now they're, you know, kind of interested in each other again. And so he's there and, you know, Rhett's calling him and calling him and calling him. And he uh, he does answer that phone, right? The deputy doesn't quite get him not to answer the phone. He's like, don't answer the phone, don't answer that phone. Because what are you going to do, right? And so he answers the phone and Rhett's like, you were with a girl after the bar. So then he turns around and he's like, hey, where were you? And he's like, oh, I was with a girl. And then Maria jumps in and she was like, yeah, he was with me. And I was like, oh my God, that's so interesting, right? And I'm thinking that now Maria is going to become part of this and is really going to cement her place with him, et cetera, et cetera. But she immediately flips as soon as Sheriff Joy interrogates her. And she's like, oh yeah, no, he wasn't with me. And I thought, I don't know, that that kind of made me... I was like, so why do we have Maria? Like, if she's not going to be his alibi, she's clearly not going to stand by him. Why are you here? Like, what is yeah, your purpose going to be in and this? And then she was like, let's just leave. You don't want to. Why are you covering for your Perry? Yeah. And I was like, uh, what? Right. <laughs> and she's yeah. like, well, you're lying. Well, then get out. <laughs> right. Exactly. It was just so, so weird. Well, that's why. I, and that's why I go back to what I said. Like, there's just certain parts of it where I'm like, what? what is this doing? for the story like right i don't know maybe i'm just i'm just waiting for the payoff with like the time travel and the whole and this Brett or whoever not having uh, a witness in his favor doesn't really matter especially with the decision that perry ends up making Yeah. yeah yeah absolutely absolutely and i thought it was interesting in this episode mrs tillerson shows up for the first time and she's a handful and a half and she's kind of like the beth dutton of the show i guess i don't know but not beth dutton but not even close but you know what i mean um and she's there to like plan the funeral and then you know royal goes to see the county assessor who apparently the tillersons have bribed 
and then he threatens him and he's like like he like gets in his face and he's like you better you better you know decide in our favor or I've got a hole I'm gonna throw you in and I thought that was weird and then that's when we have the autopsy and the mom is there for the autopsy she's like no I'm gonna stay and who wants to stay for your child's autopsy but then we find out that Trevor's only dead for eight hours when they found him that doesn't match up with but, you know but, being you know what? after the bar in a real Beth Dutton move when they are having the funeral for, oh, that was fantastic. for the brother, the mom comes in, like opens the casket in front of everyone. Yeah. And I'm like, ooh, she's trying to see who's gonna react. That's right. <laughs> she looks she looks right at Perry too. And like I and he he like makes Can't a face look. and I'm like, yeah. dude, come on. Okay, so now we know who you know, now she knows it was you. And then in what might have been the weirdest scene, and there's been some weird scenes in these six episodes, the, the Royal goes to a bar and he goes to this back, he hears Autumn's voice in a back room and he goes to the back room and he sits down and he plays a game of poker with Autumn and they decide that he says, you can have my West Pasture if, she, if you win, I want your necklace. And he, like, makes her show him her feet because he tells a story about this guy who used to hide cards in his boots and whatever. And while they're playing the game, all of a sudden, like, this door opens behind him and there's the bison. But, like, as you're watching the scene, I'm like, does he know the bison's there? Does Autumn see the bison? What about all these other people in the room? Do they see the bison? Because all those other people saw the mountain disappear. And so if everybody saw the mountain disappear, it stands to reason that people are seeing this bison. But like the door's opening and like this light's behind it. So it's very otherworldly. So I couldn't figure out if it was even happening at all or if it was just like some weird metaphorical thing that was happening. I I really didn't understand the poker scene because I just couldn't figure out what was going on. But but he winds up winning and then he goes back to his car and he pulls a card out of his sleeve because he cheated. Um and so I, I, I thought that was really interesting. And then he, he, he goes to the, he goes to his field, and Wayne has gone to his field. Wayne Tillerson is at the hole, and they get in this big fight. And Wayne has this rock that has like some of the void in it, whatever. And he hits him. He hits. Royal over the head with him and leaves him in the field. And I thought that was weird because I thought for sure he was going to shove him in the hole. But maybe, maybe, uh, maybe they felt like that had been done. I, it just felt weird that he just hit him in the head and then left like super giddy. And he's like, wow! And he like gets in his <laughs> truck and he drives back and he's like so excited, so excited to get home. And then he bursts in his front door and he's like, you know, I was right. I've been right all these years. And then he immediately like collapses i feel like you could put on a one person show of this of this show i'm, I'm totally i really i really could because i'm not even really trying and i'm totally killing it right now so um but yeah i don't know that was just so weird and then the next episodes opens up with that flashback that we already talked about right when wayne was a kid he saw the hole and then he sees this kid crawl out all covered in black who i'm 100 percent sure is royal they take Wayne to the hospital because he's had this stroke. It was just, I don't know. And I agree with you 100%, Diego. In episode five, I just felt like nothing really happened. Like nothing really. Wayne has this stroke. They take him to the hospital. The, um, 
Royal meets with this geologist, which was a really weird move, I felt like. Like, I feel like my attention strayed for a minute, and then I look back, and Royal is, like, in this woman's office, and it just felt like such a weird place for him to be, and he, like, shows her the necklace, but then he's looking at, like, the pictures on her wall, and he sees her, like, in front of some BY9 sign, and he makes the connection to... The vision that he had when he was in the pit, or I guess it's not a vision, where he went when he was in the pit. Which, you know, which brings up another question. Because if he traveled to this other future, do you then have to jump back into the pit to get to back in your time? And if so, how did that work with Trevor? Because Trevor's dead. So when they threw him in the pit, his dead body, like, what happened there? I don't know. You know what I'm saying? And see, for me, I'm like... It, it makes me think about that whole butterfly effect thing with with time travel shows. That BY9 obviously had some huge research facility right there next to the hole two years into the future, or however many years he went, you know, two years post his death. Um, but when he hands her in the present that necklace and then turns his back on her and sees the photo, she keeps looking at this necklace and looking up at him and going, I'd like to keep this. And she's so, right. she's clearly so intrigued. Did he just effectively bring BY9 to that future by mm. showing them, you know, that necklace? Like, I thought that was, that's the stuff that makes my head spin. <laughs> that's really true. I hadn't thought about that. You're right. Like, he could have just been, that could have been the moment at which BY9 gets involved. That's very true. But very I true. Got a, I got the whole time bison thing, I have got to say, is, is also so confusing to me because I'm trying to figure out, it seems like it's a, it's a it's a dark omen. Like he seems to show up either just before or or during something bad. You know, yeah. a, a cheating, a car accident, uh, a death. Um, and then there was that weird moment also of all the characters that have interacted with Time Bison. Uh, Autumn walked up and pulled one of the arrows out of it. And, you know. Yeah. So what does that mean? Does that mean that she somehow is more equipped to interact with time travel or, so, or or you know the effects of, of interacting with time as a substance i don't know yeah that's true but time bison which apparently is its special name now it is now time <laughs> time bison seems to always be around to not necessarily help royal but when time bison's around mm-hmm positive things happen for Royal, right? Like, even in the next episode, Time Bison shows up on the road as that county land assessor who has gone to Cecilia, or Cecilia has talked to him, and he's like, you tell your husband I don't like being threatened. I've moved up your your date, you know, like three weeks, whatever. Time, um, he's, that county assessor guy is on the road, you know, to, to go take care of this issue, to go do the survey of the land, and Time Bison just suddenly shows up in the middle of the road. And we don't necessarily see if the guy is dead, but we clearly see him veer off the road to avoid hitting Time Bison. So again, Time Bison shows up, and something that's going to benefit Royal happens. Mm-hmm. You know, so kind of what's that, what's that about? You know, yeah. how does that happen? I think you're right. Um, the weirdest thing that I think happened, well, two strange things happened in episode five. The only two things that I felt were really of any substance. The first one is that Royal actually uses the vice and he smashes Autumn's necklace. And when he rubs the the remains on his hand, he gets that void stuff on his hand. And he's this vision and he looks over 
his shoulder and he sees himself laying dead in his wife's arm and Autumn's there and she's wearing the necklace, which he's just destroyed, but she's wearing the necklace and it seems to be in the future because he's seems to be dead in his wife's arms, but Autumn's there with the necklace. So I don't understand what's going on with that. I thought that was crazy. And then the weirdest thing that happened is Cecilia finds a dead bear and she drags it into her shed, sets it up like, hey, we're going to hang out here and be friends, and then puts her hands in its mouth and forces the mouth to close on her hand, essentially biting her. And I, what? <laughs> I, oh, Cecilia. Like when that happened, I was like, "What? What do you do? First of all, why are you bringing that bear in? And secondly, did you really just make it puncture your hand with its teeth? Like, I, I didn't. That if there's some deeper meaning to that, it went way over my head because I had no idea what that was about. Did you? Either well, of you? I mean, my take on it is, I, I mean, I think she's she's losing her mind a little bit in terms of just the the morality issues that are swirling around her she's taken part in this huge cover-up her family's falling apart um i think she could possibly see the ch- the bear as representative of, of dead trevor um, mm. and then maybe she's letting you know she's asking she's having dead trevor punish her in that shed by making a biter i don't know i mean that, that there was i'm trying i was trying to go back and i couldn't find it but there was something where wayne tillerson made a comment to one of his sons about there, that there was a belief that when something died, if the earth didn't feel like it had its like finished business, it, it would cough its spirit back up into the world. Do you remember this? This comment? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm wondering if that somehow, like all of these, you know, bodies, human or otherwise, being coughed back up into people's realities, are somehow symbolic of, of each of those persons' need to complete something, or uh, or I'm thinking too hard. I don't know. No, that's possible. (laughs) It's possible. I mean, but also, so in this episode too, since we're talking about the bears, what's up with the bear telling Autumn to show him? (laughs) I mean, I totally get Autumn after being assaulted and and betrayed, in a sense, by Royal Abbott. You know, he took her necklace. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's in episode six. Yeah, that was in that last episode. Go ahead. Uh, Well, so, I mean, so... Basically, she goes to she first. She goes to the house and she starts searching through the house. With, yeah. And, and she makes a comment again for my Autumn Amy theory. She makes a comment to Cecilia, who catches her in the house. One never knows a person, even if you've known them for a long time. Uh, and that could be a comment to Cecilia re- not recognizing Autumn for who she was. Yeah. That's what I thought I had. Um, but uh, so there, you know. Again, so she's looking for her necklace, um, and then there's that scene where Royal uh, basically takes her. On a joyride on the SUV, <laughs> on the eight on the ATV, right. takes her right past her campsite. Takes her, you know, essentially is going to take her to the hole. She tuck and rolls off of the ATV, and um, you know she he leaves her for dead basically after threatening to kill her. Uh, and then she's mad. I get it. She's mad, and she's going to you know for her at that moment to go to the Tillersons and rat out the the, the land the the hole in the land thing. Um, that would make sense. But right in the middle of it, you have Autumn be uh, accosted by a an angry bear out in the middle of the woods she plays dead the bear comes right up to her and gets right on top of her basically and and that's when she utters the word yellow which i think is that's her call for power right um, 
but the bear looks at her and she's hearing these voices and this voice goes show him yeah and, then, and that's when she goes to the tillerson uh to tillerson's son and, and shows him the hole i just didn't understand please lot please you know writer gods let this make sense later why this bear came over to her and said show him <laughs> right yeah like Again, like you said, like are the are the animals somehow connected to this, and why is Autumn able to to hear that or to communicate with them? And and I, that was just the strangest scene, the strangest scene. And, and like you said, she then goes and finds Billy, and she shows him the pit, and then he immediately goes back to his dad. And he's like, "I get it. You're right. You're right." You know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, obviously, after that, she goes to her camp. She sees her camp's burnt down. She goes to the drugstore to get some more medicine. She calls somebody to get money. So I'm assuming she's calling who's ever in charge of her trust fund to get some money. She goes to the hotel. And then she carves the Abbott brand into her chest. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so interesting. And then she winds up getting Rhett's ear. And she tells him that she thinks that Royal killed Trevor. And she's going to go to the sheriff. And, you know, Rhett can't have that. So then Rhett goes to the sheriff and he writes out a confession. He leaves it on the sheriff's desk. And then he goes home and he tells his family what he's done. And then he and Perry get in a fight. And then Royal gets involved. And then, this you know, he shoves him back against this glass and it shoots a piece of glass into Amy's forehead. And at that point I was like, "Mm, you know what? I should and I didn't do it, but I was like, I should rewind and see if Autumn has a scar on her forehead. Oh, yes. Right? All right, we have to do that now. Because I don't understand, there's no other purpose for that scene. You know, like, why else does Amy have to get hurt in the fight? Um, other than if we later see that she, that Autumn has this scar on her forehead. And, and again, maybe that's how episode 7 will open, or maybe they'll make it very obvious in episode 7, I don't know. But meanwhile, all that's happening, and over at the Tillersons, all hell is breaking loose as well, because the lawyer's on the phone with Luke and Patricia... And the lawyer's like, yeah, well, just so you know, Wayne left everything to Billy. And Billy is Patrick from Schitt's Creek. I know. Who I feel like they, his character's just so bizarre. And I feel like because we know that Patrick can sing on Schitt's Creek, um, that they cast him in this role. And he's always singing and doing weird things. Like at one point he picks Amy up. And gives her a ride. And it was this weird, like, uncomfortable thing in the car. But then he starts singing along with the radio. And then he's he sings at his brother's funeral. And that was so weird. And, and like, falsetto. <laughs> yeah. and Oh, and not great falsetto either. And then he's singing in the house when he's cooking. Like, he's always singing. And he's just like this kind of whatever. Whereas, you know... Luke is always trying to take care of the business and take care of the family and do these things. And then to find out that Wayne has left everything to Billy, super interesting. Um, So I'll be interested to see. And again, if we're going to make that Yellowstone connection here, it's not the same. But to me, it had the same kind of feeling as when um, John Dutton, John and Beth made Jamie come and listen to John's announcement that he was running for governor. (laughs) <laughs> you know, like, I have something you'll never have. And that's kind of how it felt to me in that moment. So um, so I agree with you, Mark. I think Autumn is Amy. Autumn said she didn't under she didn't remember her childhood because she was in an accident. She lost her memory. But much like Royal, maybe, you know, she doesn't remember because she went through the pit. And she seems to really like Perry. 
Like, they seem to get along really well. Maybe it's because she knows him from her childhood. It's her uncle. She seems kind of weirdly attracted to Billy a little bit. Like, she liked his singing at the funeral, I think. So that's kind of weird. Um, so I'm with you on the autumn is Amy. And then I can't quite figure out what's going on with the whole. I don't know if it's extraterrestrial. Is it from a meteor crash? Is it oil related? Like, I, I don't understand why the oil company is involved. If it's supernatural. Yeah. It looks it's more clearly... like, a fire, like a mining company more than anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. But can you can you mine in the hole? Can you go? Can you lower someone into the hole to dig? Like, and if you dig next to the hole, do you have the same thing? Well, you gotta or think is there... it just a because hole? Because where did, where did that rock come from? So that's got to come from the surrounding rocks or something, right? Yeah, that's true. That's true. And he did, you remember Royal did go back to the, um, I'm going to call it a crime scene, but it wasn't a crime scene, but the spot where they found the body, where they found Trevor's body, and he's like picking up rocks and picking up soil and picking up dirt. So like he seems to also be trying to figure out like, you know, what is this connection to the earth and, and what does that have to do with anything? Yeah. I, I feel like know. I feel like there needs to be, Almost like a big reveal where it is maybe Autumn is Amy reveal. There has to be something. Okay. <laughs> so 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 D, you written you really want like some kind of payoff. What are you hoping to find out? Like what are you hoping I want, is the deal? I want some kind of reveal of like where did the hole come from or you know, an Amy is Autumn reveal or that Royal is in the wrong timeline reveal. I want some kind of big reveal where you're like, oh, no. I don't want it to just be like Perry gets off with murder and, you know, nothing happens with Royal. Autumn, Wayne gets to land and it ends with like, someone's hand coming out of the hole and like that and then that's it <laughs> see i think it's gonna i feel like the last episode episode eight is gonna end with amy falling in the hole and i i feel like that's where it's gonna end and then but if that's two, if, we'll, but if part of part of that is that amy is autumn and we have that review and then she falls in the hole that's fine yeah as long as we have that that reveal of information yeah. first yes i want right. information that's going to make me want to see, well, what are they going to do with this information? See, if she's Amy, the only thing that I don't understand, though, is like Royal falls in the field. He wakes up, right? However he gets there in the field near the void, right? Trevor, is his dead body is thrown in the void and he wakes up not too far from the void, right? Shows um, up, doesn't wake up. Right, shows up, sorry. The bison, I'm assuming, fell in the void however long. And again, it the void hasn't always been there. Like, you know that Royal has been all over this land. So it's not like the void was always there. Why is it showing up now? So, like, what is it that's caused it to happen? Is it the fact that Autumn has shown up? And now it feels her time travel power merging with Royal's time travel power. And that's why the void has shown up. Maybe to return somebody to their correct timeline. But if that's the case, why didn't it send Royal to the right place? Right? Mm -hmm. so, so my question is, if Amy, if Amy falls in that hole, 
can you only be spit back out or returned to the earth or whatever near the hole? Because she would have to be spit out somewhere else totally and then adopted by people and given their name, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Because she clearly didn't come back out of the hole, so to speak, on Abbott property. Like if that had happened, she would have been found by Abbott's. And and if Amy falls in the hole, hang on. Just thought about this. If Amy falls, well, maybe. But (laughs) so far, all of this hole stuff seems to propel you a little into the future. If Amy falls into the hole, she's got to go back to the past. Because Autumn is now a grown-up. So Amy, as a child, has to be spit out of the hole in the past so she can be adopted and grow up and make her way back to the ranch. That's the only way that it works. Unless she ages in the hole and doesn't have this other life, but it seems like she does because she remembers that. I feel like you you keep creating more holes into your Amy as Autumn suggestion. I know. I I feel like I do too. I maybe I didn't think that through well enough. I still kind of feel it though. Well, or or what is the hole? Is the hole itself a kind of a like again? I'm going back to the island on Lost, which is not boating well. But is it like a time, like purgatory, like where things move differently in terms of time? Right. So, you know, she could go somewhere, completely age up to whatever age, and it's been about a week. You know? Right. Um, just like eight days later, uh, um, Trevor's body had only been dead for eight hours. Mm. Right. Right. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I you know, I think there's... I like the fact that the show seems to be moving at a at a steady enough clip. I mean, there are a few sort of tangents here and there that I feel like I don't care about this part of the storyline. I could fast forward through it. But it's right. still not that much that you could go back right now and watch these six episodes and probably get a lot of clues and answers now that you know what you're looking for. Like right. I plan I plan on Googling the story of Kronos because I'd forgotten that that's what they opened with until you said it at the beginning of our show, Amy. And right. I want to see if there's something about the myth of Kronos that somehow would play into either either you know symbolically the roles that this of, of the um, Abbott family or literally where this hole came from, right, right, so, exactly. Like, and like looking at looking for the scar on Amy's forehead and all these other things, you know that, that now that we kind of have a, a few theories and a few and a few answers, not many, right. We can go back and maybe be able to see more of what's buried in the first few episodes. And, and I don't, you know, I know I asked Diego the question, like, what do you want to have happen? Like, what do you want the story to be? I just, I'm a little nervous that whatever the truth is, I'm not going to get it. Like, I, I'm a little worried that they've created something that's so involved and intricate, and intricate that when they finally tell me what it is, that I'm going to be like, what? Like, you know what I mean? Like, because as I, yeah, exactly. Like, because as I am thinking it through, I'm coming up with so many holes in the theories that I already have. But honestly, I can't think of a theory that makes any sense given those things. So I I don't know. And, and, and again, that's, that's good writing. That's what's going to make me have to watch episodes seven and eight because I have to know how this ends. I need to know what, what happens in here? Like, I want to know if I'm right, first of all. Mm-hmm. But I also really need to understand what the deal is with this whole 
<laughs> you know? I don't know. I, and if it is a time travel thing, where'd it come from? And why is it there? And why did it just show up again? And, you know, all of those things. So, I don't know. I think I'm enjoying can, it. Yeah, same. I mean, it's it's enough to, to make your head hurt and make you think and want to watch, keep, want to keep watching. I guess that's indicative of a good show, right? Yeah, um, yeah. I think I'd be willing to lay money on what we were saying earlier, though, that the, the finale at the end of uh, the last moments of episode eight, someone is either climbing out of or falling into that hole. And that's our cliffhanger. Has to be. Yeah. Has to be. Okay. And I and I hope that that is with the clip. I hope like the 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 finale isn't something like earthly, like them arresting Perry and putting him in jail. Like that would not be a satisfying cliffhanger. You know what I mean? Like I'm not watching because I care if Perry goes to jail. I'm also kind of not watching to find out what happened, like, where's Rebecca? So I also wouldn't want, like, Rebecca to show up at the farmhouse at the end because I'm more focused on the whys of the whole and Autumn and why we had that piece of glass hitting eight. Like, that's where I need the, the finale to end. I need I yeah, need it, some it has, kind of answer. It has to be tied closely to the supernatural aspect of the show because that's what right. the show is really based off. If not, it's just the bootleg version of yellowstone right exactly so we need the payoff to be tied to the science the sci-fi aspect of it yeah not just the land and like we need that we need that payoff so i agree i agree um i like it but like i said i need that payoff for me to be excited for a season two or else i don't know i hear you so we'll we'll definitely be coming back to talk about episode season or episode seven and eight then um, and then, you know, we can discuss whether or not we feel like there's just, big enough payoff. And just in case you do end up watching the show, uh, just know that only the first six episodes are out. And then, I mean, they released two this past week. So I'm hoping right. they do that again this Friday so that you can get the final two episodes of the season. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how this ends. Me too. Me too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if anyone watching, and let us know what you think. Let us know if you have any other theories. If you agree with the autumn is Amy or vice versa, uh, leave us a comment. Check us out on social media. Uh, you know, download, share, like, and uh, let us know what you think. And we will catch everyone uh, next time. Bye, everyone. This is just a disclaimer. No members of the Boomtron podcast are employed by any of the streaming services mentioned in this episode, nor do they have any business ties with those streaming services. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only, and all news and information that is shared is simply what these yahoos found online.